Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, we are speaking with Molina Jean-Louis. Molina is a physical therapist and new author. And her latest book, Postal Codes for the 10 Departments of Haiti, is out now. So now we are driving to New York. Welcome, Molina. Hi, Lucia. Thank you. You are very welcome, Molina. You are the first author and physical therapist I've had on the show which makes me so happy because you are my type of person. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a PT as well, I saw. So I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I am. So why did you choose to become a physical therapist? Well, um, my parents, my dad more specifically, I grew up watching him being what they would call a healer. So people would come to visit him and he would lay hands and work on them manually. Of course, they had the... I guess what some people call the Japanese divider, uh -huh. but I would always kind of like sneak a peek to kind of look at what he was doing. So that always kind of stayed in my memory. And when I was looking at different um, professions and options, I had volunteered at a couple of physical therapy clinics and thought that, you know, this is the profession for me. You get to continuously see progress and you're, you know, helping one heal. Yeah. It's so rewarding. This profession. I decided to, uh to become a physical therapist because I had passion for anatomy and physiology. And it led me to pursue a career as a physical therapist, but also, as you said, the opportunity to help others improving their physical well-being is priceless. It is. And Molina, you were born and raised in New York City, but your first language is Haitian. Is that correct? Haitian Creole. Correct. So I'm the oldest of three, and both my parents were born and raised in Haiti. Um, my mom came in 1974, my dad 1978. I don't know if I should say the year I was born, so we'll leave that part out. But <laughs> but since I'm, I'm the oldest, that was the language that they were imparting on me. So Haitian Creole was my first language, though most people would not believe that now since I'm very fluent in English and um, went to preschool. And in preschool, they taught me English and kind of took off from there with speaking English. But uh, you can still speak Haitian Creole. Yeah. 
I can, but a native speaker would be able to hear, and they, they, I don't think they would necessarily believe it's my first language. So there's an expression in Haitian Creole that says, my tongue is heavy when I speak it. Huh. So they, 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 they question me whether it's really my first language, but yes, I can um, speak it fluently and understand it fluently. Mm -hmm. Did you get to visit Haiti a lot when you were growing up? I did. So uh, first time I was about age 10 and I got to see the hometown that my mom and my dad are from. They're from two different towns. Um, my dad is from a town called Twin and my mom from a town named um, Bene. So I got to see my mom grew up very countryside. <laughs> hills uh, you know it's a little scary to get to where she's from you've got to kind of like drive it's one-way traffic going up these hills so you're always kind of afraid um you know if another car is coming this way you have to kind of be careful uh, my dad didn't grow up in the capital either but not as deep as my mom so kind of like in a village as well so i as a child or pre-18 i went three times so those memories kind of are you know they're with me and they stayed with me until But to answer your question, yes, the, um, those memories stayed with me and why I think it's a positive that they stayed with me in addition to seeing where my parents grew up, they rivaled what I was seeing in the media in New York or in the U.S. So oftentimes, uh, majority of times when you are seeing news stories in the U.S. in regards to Haiti, you're seeing a lot of the negative, which mm -hmm. I'm not saying the negative is not true, but you would never see those positive imageries. So I'm grateful that my parents took me. That way I was able to see the opposite side, the positive side that's often not highlighted. Exactly. I think there are many misconceptions about many countries, if I mean. But what do you think is the biggest misconception about Reiki? So I guess my answer to you is a double-edged sword because there is truth in what I'm about to say is one of the biggest misconceptions, especially the last couple of years. But the years that I did travel as an adult, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2020, was safety. Mm -hmm. um, I will not lie and say in 2023, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. heading to the south of Haiti is not necessarily safe. Mm -hmm. But in the good years, it, it is a relatively safe country to visit. So I just feel like there's a continuous misconception that there isn't any safety there. Mm -hmm. Though, again... Um, I would not travel to the south of Haiti at this, at this moment, this year or last year. I, I got it. I just remember when when they had the earthquake. The earthquake, and, yeah. Yeah, and the only thing I remember to have seen, like negative, was about the earthquake, which uh, it's something that nobody can control. And But I, I, I've, I've been checking out so online. I, I read that Rady is the most mountainous country in the Caribbean, and it has breathtaking beaches. And yes. yeah, what is that you love the most about being Rachel? I mean, having background. <laughs> what I'm about to say is said a lot, but it is something to be very proud of. Um, it is the first country in the Western hemisphere to be the first black Republic to rise against slavery and to um, free itself. So mm -hmm. it's a history that we're very, very, very proud of. Mm -hmm. But in addition, just um, our food. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our food is great. Um, the language is funny. If you were to translate literally what a lot of people are saying in Haitian Creole to English, 
you'd find that there's a lot of humor just naturally in the language as well. So I would say the, the language, the food, um, uh, the warmness of the people as well. Is your language close to French? So um, both languages are spoken on, on, on the island, but the populace speaks Haitian Creole. It's mostly the people who are educated that attend school who learn French. Mm -hmm. uh, a French speaker would able to understand some of Haitian Creole. I would say there's more similarity in Haitian Creole and Spanish in what I'm about to say. If you were to read Haitian Creole, every single letter you see is set. Where in French, there are a lot of silent letters. So Haitian Creole's base is French, a little bit of African. But if you were to read it and to speak it, it it's all the letters you see. Where So it, it's like taking the French language and removing some of the silent letters. <laughs> so That's interesting. Yeah. It could be like a broken French. A lot of people say that, and I used to say that. I've been told to stay away from saying that type of language, to say that it's its own language. But um, it can be viewed that way. But it's basically... Um, Whatever the letters you see in Haitian Creole, you you say. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you've just published your first book. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> and your, your book is called Postal Codes for the 10 Departments of Haiti. Can you quickly tell us what the book is about? Yes. So um, the book is the 10 departments. So Haiti has 10 departments and they all have names of towns that are in their French and Haitian Creole version. So as I was trying to educate myself on getting to know the towns and the various names of the towns in Haiti beyond the popular ones, I started drafting the maps for myself so it wasn't intended to be a book but it evolved into a book can you explain to us a little bit more yeah. so yeah. if i was listening to a news story in haiti if it wasn't one of the popular towns so i'll give an example in the u.s everybody knows new york um miami but if it was a more random town in haiti i could not conceptualize where it was so I started creating the maps to educate myself to know, oh, I didn't know Haiti had 10 departments, or I don't know where various towns are in relation to the capital or in relation to where my parents' hometown is, whether it's north, south, west. Mm -hmm. So I, I created the maps for myself to educate myself. 
And then what I was saying to you before that um, both languages are used, though Haitian Creole primarily with the populace, each town has a French name and a Haitian Creole name. And there's times somebody would be telling me about a town and they would say the French name. And in another conversation, they might say the Haitian Creole name. And it wasn't resonating to me. It's the same town. So mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick example. Cap uh Haitien -huh. uh, is the French way of saying the name of the town. Ocap is the Haitian Creole name. And it's the same well, town. So I was just very... <laughs> <laughs> conversation not realizing they're talking about the same it's the same town so i first started creating the maps in the the french names and then i realized okay let's create the maps in the haitian creole names so it's it's a simple guide not complicated maps where somebody could just quickly look up um a town in haiti and see where they are it's so simple so it's not a complicated uh map it's just a quick reference so you can kind of get an idea of where somebody's talking about and Molina, what inspired you to write this book? It was initially to educate myself. And then I realized I was posting some of the maps on social media. And a lot of people were either liking it or asking questions about where a particular town is. And then I realized that there might be interest in this content beyond just myself. So it, it evolved into an ebook. And then I thought, you know, some people would probably be interested in a physical copy. So just realizing that um, this information might be useful beyond myself. And it was a lot of research because I believe you had to, to read a lot. <laughs> Can you tell us about the process? How did you do it? Um, it was not easy because um, some of the more, and I don't want to say random, because if somebody's listening that's from one of the smaller towns that are not well-known, they'll say, oh, my town is not random. But um, beyond the towns that are very famous, it wasn't always easy to know where things were in relation to others. So I, I did have somebody who did the translation for me from French or Haitian Creole. And I would sometimes message people in Haiti to make sure that I'm getting it correctly. So I would ask, uh, you know, uh, native or what we say natif natal, who is in Haiti, like, you know, am I in the right direction? Is this town really in this department? I'm getting confusing information online. So I did have a few people that I could reach out to who is on the ground that would be able to give me feedback. Oh. But it was a labor of love. I will say yes. It was I believe love because, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It was a lot of work to make sure, you know, that it's as accurate as possible. I'm sure I could look through it, maybe find one or two errors, but um, I've tried to make it as accurate as possible. And Molina, you taught a group of first-year occupational and physical therapy students in Haiti virtually. So when do you plan on returning? So um, I'll answer both questions. So as a physical therapist, what I've been trying to also find is that overlap between um, Haiti, Haitian culture and physical therapy. And I was given that opportunity last year. There's a physical therapy school that is not far away from my dad's hometown that I discovered. And I reached out to them. They had always kept me kind of like on the list. And they asked me, would you be interested in treat, um, teaching therapeutic exercise virtually? And I I uh, jumped at the chance. I was so, <laughs> I was so happy um, after the first like lesson, I cried afterwards because I finally found something that's, you know, um, kind of like a marriage of both things that I'm pursuing in life. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So the dream would be to spend, I'd say, I'll, I don't know if it's half a year in Haiti and half a year in the U.S. Currently, mm -hmm. things aren't stable to make things happen in that way. But that is the direction I would like to go to when Haiti is a little bit more stable. So that would be the ultimate dream for me. So you would be teaching in this university or would be working there? What would you like to do as a physical therapist in Haiti? I would like uh, more opportunities to teach, um, get to know other physical therapists that are there. Because I, I did find out that there is, I don't quote me on the name, but there is a physical therapy association that is in Haiti. So I would probably want to dial in more into that and kind of figure out what the need is specifically there. So for me, teaching would be the first start, but I'm not sure what other needs within PT. So that I would have to really kind of put myself out there and educate myself as to whether it's being in a clinic setting, hospital settings. I'm not sure what the complete need is. So teaching is like the first way of kind of stepping my foot into the <laughs> into the pond. I, I love teaching. I've had the chance to teaching in other countries and for me it's one of my favorite things and I really hope you can do it and is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today pursue your passion I know there's always a lot of fear sometimes when you have to worry about paying you know xyz bills but and I'm in that boat too because I do have you know regular nine to five type job but pursue your passions that would be what I would leave the message on is pursue your passion. Thank you. And I want to know if you always dreamed about being a writer because physical <laughs> therapists, usually we don't have time to write books. <laughs> I I agree. That's the reason why I got so excited when I found out that you're an author and a PT as well. <laughs> I was so excited, um, you know, to do this interview when I realized, you know, you're in the same lane as a PT and an author. No, um, being an author was purely accidental. <laughs> my sister is actually a writer and an author, so I never saw myself as a writer. I didn't even initially um, see this book um, as a book initially. I just kind of stumbled into it, but I will be continuing to pursue that avenue of um, being an author. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is kind of an addiction. When you start writing, you don't want to stop. Are you currently working on anything you would like to share with us? I will share this with you because it's nowhere being ready, but I think you will resonate with this. I'm thinking of pursuing a book, an anatomy book, English and Haitian Creole. I love it. So yeah, that's been in my head to kind of um, pursue uh, having that type of book. Again, that will be a labor of love. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love the idea. And Melina, where can we find you online? Okay, so um, there's a TV show in the U.S. called Blackish. So my brand is a play on that. It's Haitianish, which is H-A-I-T-I-A-N-I-S-H. That is my handle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can look me up by my name, Melina Jean-Louis, on LinkedIn. The book can be found on mapsofhaiti.com. Great. I hope you keep writing and you can go back to Haiti and follow your path. 
and enjoy the food and beach there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lucia. You are very welcome. Always welcome to the RV. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.